Hey, welcome to Real Talk, episode 107. I'm Todd, this is AJ, and we're back. 107, about to lay it out for y'all. Here it goes. Yeah, okay, well that was normal. So, um, <laughs> if you're listening on the podcast or watching the video, I just assume the podcast will be a little more obvious. My voice is odd mm-hmm. today. And before I get sick. accused of having COVID, I don't. This is just... Allergies. I get them every March mm. and every August ish, and I'm not sure why. I've never really looked into it. The way that I march. <laughs> yeah. So uh, that's that's the gist of it. Sorry for coughing. Literature. What's real talk? You know, <laughs> real talk's an opportunity to talk about life, God, the Bible, and everything in between. There's a link somewhere in the description of this video on whatever platform you're watching. Uh, www.theremnant.life/real-talk. Boom. Boom there it is. Post. Uh, if you click it, go down to submit a question. You can give a topic, question, or thought completely anonymously. Couldn't find you if we tried. And we have. And that's it. So the last few weeks, we've been trying some different stuff, as we've talked mm-hmm. about. Theme Tuesdays or whatever, Topic Tuesdays. Topic Tuesdays. And yeah. um, so today, we're going to kind of go back to oh, a little bit of the normal, the old ways. Yeah, that's so we're going right. to talk a little bit about our lives. And then we have some really good questions today we're going to dive into. Heck yeah, so man. thank you for those who take the time to ask questions, not just for yourself, but you're asking questions of other people who, if they have not had these questions, they may eventually. And uh, that's, that's the gist of it. We don't that's promise right. to have all the perfect answers, but we do promise to take them seriously. And hopefully, if nothing else, drive you to the Bible where you can find the truth. That's right. The Word of God. All right, man. So, that being said, how you doing? Time to catch people up on the journey of life. No, man. As you this drive is... down the twisting, winding highway. And life is a highway. My ride it all night long. Yeah, right. It's been a while. Lyrics. It's been a while since we've we've talked about our lives, so this is going to be interesting. It it's, might been, be. it's been what, like three weeks? I think. Not longer. Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. Okay, we so have been mysterious, not letting anyone know about us. That's right. Not a single thing. Um, oh, for, I feel I feel like I'm kind of on a little bit of a journey, man. Um, <laughs> I don't mean that in like a cheesy way, even though I made it sound cheesy. But life is a highway. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, yeah, man, just kind of been in the, in the midst of, of this kind of a journey where I feel like, I feel like there's always been reoccurring themes in my life. And I think that's, you know, that's something that everyone can relate to, whether that's Mm -hmm. like a struggle, right? Like something you struggle with or something that you, you know, you catch yourself in a pattern or whatever it is, you know, I think something that's, that's just reoccurred to me since I've become a Christian is, um, just what it is to really live that out, you know? And I mean that in the sense of, you know, how serious do you take it? You know, is it real to you? And I ask myself that question as often as I as I remember to. And every time I ask myself that question, I look at, like, my actions, right? Because, again, you know, clearly we know that if you believe, you believe. Like, I believe that. People can believe in your heart. You know, but the real fruit that you – that you know, the way that people can tell you, that can see that, you know, Jesus says that is your love for one another. All the, It's all actions. Mm-hmm. You know, it's... it's ba- Your faith shows itself in the way you live. Exactly. Yeah. And so, you know, <coughs> I try to, I try to, I guess, look at myself and, you know, I'll assess like, hey, you know, based upon how I'm living my life and what I do, you know, am I showing people that I'm a believer of Jesus Christ? Mm. And a lot of the time... And that's why I mentioned patterns. 
is because I can see myself in these patterns of not I'm, – I'm just kind of sitting in the middle, I guess. It's probably the best way to put it. Like people know I'm a Christian, um, and, I, and I th- I, I'm confident in that. I think people know I'm a Christian. People can t- tell I'm changed. Yeah. <clears throat> My voice did a weird thing too. Again, um, so, you know, people can tell I'm a Christian, but it's always to me it's about are you – you know, people can tell, but are you showing them? And to me, it's like a it's like a next level sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Like, are you am, so looking at myself? I'm always trying to ask myself: Am I willing to go there? Mm. You know. And I think that one th- one thing that I'm scared of in taking that next step and making it consistent, because I think I have moments of it. I think I have moments where I do, you know, break through that and actually go there. And and you know, people can tell through my actions. Mm-hmm. But um, I think I get scared because. Once you hit the ground running on something, it's either A, you know, when you, when you pursue something, you're always looking for an ending. And this, this mm-hmm. is a lifelong process. Ooh, that's good, man. And so when you really start to, you know, go after it, um, it's hard to, I guess it's hard to fathom that. Mm-hmm. That this is, this is something that when you really think about it, this is something that you're going to be working on to the day you die. And that's crazy to me. Mm. And uh, it's a lot to process. And that's a lot to, like, think about. Yeah. And I guess the reason why I bring that up, though, is because of the idea of contentment. I had a really good conversation with, with you know, a friend of mine. Um, it was, like, two or three weeks ago. It was, like, I, I believe it was at basketball uh, from our Sunday night basketball uh, sessions. And uh, that was one thing he was talking to me about, how he was, like, I, he's, like, I feel like I can never be... I can never do enough. You know, I'm always looking for more. And he was already doing like, good stuff. And so I was like, well, yeah, man, like that's one thing about life is trying to find contentment where you're at. But mm. contentment doesn't mean just sitting in it. Like mm. contentment is understanding that what you have is beautiful. You know, and I think we, we, we confuse that. You know, being content is something is, is, is you know, it's satisfaction in where you're at, but not allowing that to to overtake your drive to do more, hmm. you know? And, and I guess it always, to me, I guess it always raises the question of in your, are you content enough that if it never got any better or you never got past the place you're at, is that enough? Is that good? Is well, not even enough. I should say, is it good? Hmm. You know, cause then that makes me go, God is good. And this is what God has given you. And so for me, I go, <laughs> you know, am I content with where I'm at? And in that contentment, if I am content, because I have to answer that question, is that is that preventing me from going farther? Because I don't want it to, right? Because to me, if it's preventing you from not going farther and wanting to do more, then I don't think that's true. Content- <coughs> I don't think that's true contentment. Hmm. If anything, you're like resenting your own life. Steve, <laughs> <Deep>, man. <laughs> so um, that's just like, and again, like I don't have full answers here and honestly i don't know if i ever will because that's one of those things like that's one of those trains of thought i go like like i said it's a process until you die and so as far as contentment you know i like to think i'm content but for me personally is is who i am i think i let that contentment hold me back a lot so then i go i don't know if that is true contentment because i feel like contentment's not going to push you to not do anything else Mm. it's just it's just a it's just a realization of what you have is good instead of feeling like contentment is not p- 
either pushing you away or pushing you farther. It's just being recognizing that what you have is good. And I think so many people struggle with that, including myself. So that, that's that been something I've been thinking about. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. That's that's the big one. It's pretty good, man. <laughs> I, think it, I think that is pretty powerful, and it's something for a lot of people to to think about. And I yeah. think it's something that people might need to rewind and listen to again because I think there's a lot there. Um, you know, I, do you think that... When it comes to, and this kind of goes back to the beginning of what you said, are you talking mm-hmm. about, you know, our life's going to show the fruits of what we do in our faith. Yeah. So what happens the times that, I'll use you, us, yeah. but, you know, when your fruit doesn't match your faith, right? How, how does that affect you? That makes sense? Yeah. It makes me doubt who I am. Mm-hmm. It makes me, it makes me think that I don't actually believe this. Yeah. And and see that's 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 that I agree with you, and mm-hmm. I, I feel the same way with myself. Yeah. And do you think that we have a tendency when we feel that right? So let's say typically we sin, right? That, that might be we sin, or we're living out of the works of the flesh, as Galatians uses as kind of the opposite of of, of well, the fruit. fruit. Yeah. When we do that, and you feel that way, do you think that we go to other like we get beat down because? And this is hard to explain. Do you think that? Part of the reason it makes us doubt ourselves is because the people around us doubt us. I think right? that because they look at your fruit and go, "This guy isn't." I think we're scared of that. Mm-hmm. I think because a lot of the time that's not what happens, though. Mm-hmm. I think we try to carry it alone instead because mm-hmm. we don't even want to take that risk. That's oh, that's true, man. Well, we sure. don't even, we don't even want to take that risk of them acting that way. So we'd rather carry it ourselves, and then therefore <laughs> we're not living in true freedom in any sense. I th- that's the word to me as you're as you're talking, and I think it goes with contentment too. That yeah. I'm not sure about, man. I think you put into words a lot of stuff that I've pondered. You know, it goes back to you know we've talking about we've talked many times on this show yeah. about uh, trying to make this real to ourselves and like really understand what that means. And so this this journey you've discussed, right, of this contentment and how yeah. we have to work till we die, and all that's true, right? The sanctification journey and what that is is a fancy theological term to just mean that process of becoming holy, right? We become Christians. We are holy because of the Holy Spirit, but the process of the outside catching up with what God's done on the inside can take some time. That takes our whole life, right? It won't be finished on this side of heaven. But I think think that what's hard, man, is is how... how, when, When I hear you talk about that, and you're right, and then I think about Jesus saying... You know, come to me, all weary and burdened, and I'll give you rest. Mm-hmm. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And when I tell him, when he says not to worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will take all these things, right? Like, yes. rest in me <laughs> and abide in me. The idea of abiding means resting, and he compares it to, you know, a, a healthy fruit on a vine, you know, a grape, essentially. Uh, that that when they're connected, they they're healthy, and he's the vine, right? And we're the That's fruit. Right. There's there's some deep thing there, man, about. And, and this is what I try to tell people sometimes and, and process. And it's not to say that I even, like, I love what you said, that you don't get it sometimes and you don't know what to do with it. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's, it's that line where there, when, I, when I read Jesus' words, there seems to be some sort of peace that we often miss yeah. that isn't attached to our outward worthiness, right? Like, yes, you need to do this and do that and live out of this. Live out of the real you, the spirit. But yeah. know that that I'm going to love you and hold on to you regardless. And I'm going to finish the good work I started in you. 
does that make sense? So there's this yeah, weird, dude. weird dichotomy and weird dynamic in on the one hand. And I, I've thought about this and written it before where on the one hand we strive to, to be holy, to, to choose right over wrong and to not sin and to, to and we should. But on the other hand, there's this strange, this rest that we have to seek in which we realize we'll never fully arrive in that, in that, yeah, in that, right? Does that make sense? Yeah. So it, you're, it is an interesting thing, <laughs> it's man. It's weird. And I feel like the reason I asked the question about other people is I wonder if a lot of our, our lack of peace comes from the fact that we're, we are trying to find our rest in other people's view of whether we're a Christian or not. Does That's that make good. sense? Yeah. At least for me sometimes. You know, I let people's voices, and I think a lot of people do. I, I don't just say me. I mean, I'm talking for me, but I think a lot of us in the church, mm-hmm. we judge God's love for us based on other people's love for us, mm. right? And their their view of us. And if they, you know, I, I've been thinking about this God, lately. Man, if the whole world, huh? That's why scripture is so important. Yeah, man. And, and, I, and I, don't, I haven't arrived there. So I, I guess without hijacking your thing I th- your convo i think that's that's good stuff man I absolutely think, i think that's the tension of being a christian yeah man but i wonder if there's a piece to, to, to that just says i let go of this that's so you good know? and i know that i don't know i love that dude well you got my mind turning you got my you know the brain brain starting to starting to wire up here because it made me think <laughs> about uh it made me think about what i as you're saying all that it's because to me it's, it was almost like you were describing two different people and I feel like that's where we become divisive in Christianity is we have the ones who, who, like you said, like, you know, the Bible, right? They're so good with it. They read it every day and they're just so, man, they're just, they're just rooted in it. It's incredible. And, I, and it's such a cool thing to see. But those we people, should absolutely, we should all want to be there. And, but these two camps, they seem, those, they're, those are the ones that are so into it. And I love that. But then it's like they lack this sense of grace in some areas. It's just weird. And then, and then this side who struggles to live in reading the Bible has this this sense of grace that's just like because they're because they know the broken. And I'm not saying these people don't know the broken, but it's like it's it's a weird like it's like they can't com- it's they can't uh, they can't come together. Yeah, and I think it's not necessarily the people who know Scripture or read the right. Bible. We should all do that. I think what you're describing is sometimes the the religious people or the people who are really good. Um, I don't know. I guess they're just not as, as messy as some of the others. Yeah. And, and honestly, like there's nothing wrong with that. There's no shame in being, um, doing the right thing. Absolutely. But even, I think what you're describing is even when you do the, all the right things, there's a, there's a recognition and there should be that in comparison to a holy God, you're very lacking. That's right. And, you know, I, I don't know, man. I agree, I agree with you. And I think we all kind of swing between those two sometimes. Yes, exactly. And that's why I'm like, man, it's just like, I feel like we're supposed to try to, like, as people, we're supposed to kind of meet in the middle with that with our, within ourselves. And therefore, if we could do that, that would just bring, you know, I, 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 told, I, I said they were like camps. That would bring those camps together into one big family and, you know, unity. And that would just be such a beautiful thing. And, I'm, and even then, even today, you know, church is good. God is good. And even then, like, we still, like, I think when the church is at its best, we do come together and we are, and we, we are good. But a lot of the time, you know, because of our brokenness, I think it separates us sometimes. I don't know, man. It's interesting. One thing that, that always intrigues me about myself is the most random things make me think about this stuff. I get it. 
So like, you know, I was you know just, what's cool though? That's the Holy Spirit working in you too, man. Yeah. Cause like, you know, <coughs> excuse me, this sorry, kind man. of stuff usually doesn't come to me very often, or if it does, it's just set off by the most random things. You know, we've talked before about how, you know, we are very sentimental people. Mm-hmm. You know, when I, when I start thinking about my past, you know, and I actually kind of like, and if I focus on a, a specific part of it, even if it's just like the people who I used to go to school with or whatever, it just makes me think deeper for some reason. Don't know why, but it makes me think like. You think it could be more. when you're looking back and, and you you kind of see where you've come on that journey? Yeah, I, I see where I've come. And I think that it just. Uh, it makes you more aware of where you need to go still. That's good. I never thought of that. Like, <coughs> yeah, Sorry, I everyone. guess so. Like, it makes me go, man, like. I guess maybe that's where that, that, that contentment lies is, you know, I can see where I've come and I also see where I, where I, where I can go and need to go. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it's just about making, you know, being proud and being satisfied of where I've come from where I used to be and being willing to make today's moment a moment I'll never forget mm-hmm. because I'll be there That's later good. and remember Looking where I back. was there. Yeah. That scene, man, from the office, right? I wish, I wish I knew I was in the good old days when I was in them. That's right. right. That idea. And, um, you know, what's crazy too, that, that is, is hard to fathom. And we don't talk about it sometimes, but in Christ, you know, God will never love you any more than he loves you right now. Mm. It does not matter. That's so good, man. Like, I he love that. literally does, could not love you any more than he loves you right now. Mm-hmm. And if we allowed ourselves to really think that, at least me, if I could actually really hold on to that, yeah, and even I, if I, I hurt other people, and I do, right, or I or I disappoint people, or people are mad at me, and maybe rightly so, or they don't like me, or they don't love me, or they tell like, he, he literally could never love me anymore. And any changes he wants to make in me are for my good, not because he wants me to be more worthy of his love, right? Because I'm already worthy because of what Christ did. It's over. It's finished. It's not contingent on anything. It's beautiful, man. man. And and I think if we could hold that, and I mean this, those listening or watching, let yourself take a second and ponder this. I'm going to leave a second. What if you believe that God could never love you anymore than he loves you right now? If you imagine a world where you could feel that to be true in your heart and your bones, not just your mind and what that would do for your confidence, your peace, for your joy, for your allowing yourself to just live life Mm. free. I don't know. I think for me, at least it would be, it would be crazy good. Yeah, man. If I could do that. Absolutely. I'm with you, dude. But yeah, that's, that's just, that's just kind of where I've been. And I don't know. This show has a good way of bringing up my thoughts. So yeah, thank you guys for the, for the opportunity. Yeah, if nothing else, to <laughs> yeah. make us ponder and grow. Yeah, but anyways, that's 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 where I've been, man. How about you? It's How are you stuff. doing? Thanks for sharing that, man. It got, yeah, me, of got me thinking. <clears throat> um, I touched on it last week, and I don't want to keep being a dead horse. But if if uh-huh. in the, in terms of being, and you kind of talked about it. A little bit. It's all crazy. I haven't even said that to you, but you're sort of putting it all in the words. I am always in this. I am fascinated. I'm trying to put it into words. I keep falling deeper into grace. Mm. And the deeper I go, the more I realize so much of what I do doesn't live in that. Doesn't doesn't live in God's love. Doesn't live yeah. in God's grace. Um, a lot of my I sometimes let my view. 
I'm so sorry. You're My so view good. of <coughs> man, um, it's hard for me not to let, not to confuse God's love for me with people's love for me. Yeah, and. I always say, and I mean this, when I'm alone at night driving or thinking, or in a, I know God loves me because his word tells me. And I, and I never doubt that I'm saved. I never doubt that I'm, I'm his and he knows me. But in my heart of hearts, but sometimes the, the voices in the crowd can make me doubt that. And, yeah. I, and I hate that. And, you know, if I guess part of that, and I've told you this, and I'm going to feel like a whiner, but we've had people say they want to get to know us again. So I'll be yeah. really transparent. Sometimes I feel like it's hard to be me um, because one of the things people probably, and you may be able to test this better. People probably don't have a really good view of who I am. Well, no. Right. I mean, yeah. like, and I think, you know, me, Clint knows me really well. Like I'm not like, I do love people and I Absolutely. have, I, I'm actually a lot more tender than I let on. Um, and some of that, I think God is still working on like to make me softer in because I think the circumstances of life, the, you know, the way you race, things you go through can make you harder and tougher. Yeah. And man. But some of it's just who I am, and I have to be that way to to do what he's called me to do because otherwise I'll be on that roller coaster of how people like I would allow how people view me, right? Yep. Um, to dictate everything I do. Everything. Yep. But it's hard, man. You know, sometimes whether it's real or an illusion, I can I can fall in this mindset of like no matter what I do, I can't I can't be accepted by the religious establishment or I can't, and, and I don't even mean that in a negative way. I can't be, I'm not like other pastors or people. And so because of that, I'm, you know, I'm disliked. And because I'm not a narcissist, I go, okay, let's say if, if five out of 10 of these pastors don't like me or have a negative view of me, you know, what am I doing wrong? You know, what am I, what do I need to change? And then I ask people and sometimes I do, you know, I, I'm aware, but sometimes just who I am seems to just annoy people. And sometimes it's what I preach, you know, which I, uh, I don't know if, I think you said it the other day, like, is it threatening to, to people's view? Does it, mm-hmm. I don't know. And, and, and I'm not going to stop preaching truth, but, but if I'm really honest with you, with everyone watching, man, I'm, I get sad and lonely and hurt sometimes. And, and it's hard to share this because then people are like, oh, Todd has no, he's not, he doesn't have a foundation in his identity. No, I do. I just told you that. If I didn't, I wouldn't be doing this. But it does. Yeah. I can know who I am in Christ and still get sad. David. Yeah, and, and get sad with people. So, you know, if you're one of the longtime listeners, you go, here goes Todd again, doubting his identity. I'm, I'm sharing with you because I bet you do too. And Truth. I don't ever want to, I think because of my personality, you know, God feels even weird to say anything good about myself, but bold or willing to say truth or ask questions. People can mm-hmm. think that means I'm immune to those feelings. Well, I'm not. Absolutely not. I do feel that way. And and when I act in a way, whether people know about it or whether it's in my heart, when I sin in a way that that makes their lies about me seem true to myself, mm-hmm. it can rock me, right? When I go, ah, oh, you know, they were right about me. Right. right? They being whatever they say. Sure. Yeah. You know, but then that's crazy because on the other hand, and this kind of goes with what you said, I see the evidence of God's hand, man, and the yeah. people that we're reaching and how, sure. and it's like, goodness, like, I wouldn't trade that. I wouldn't no. trade reaching the lost and reaching, and by the lost, guys, if you're listening, you are lost without Jesus. I was lost. AJ was lost. Clint was lost. For sure lost. It does, that, that doesn't mean I'm better than you. It just means the people that don't know the truth and don't know that God loves them and don't know that he's given them a way to be made whole and right with him that mm-hmm. doesn't isn't dependent on them. 
You know, we're all so hurt and broken and ugly yes. in some ways because of sin. Mm -hmm. Sin both other people have done to us, but also ourselves in this world. And we're being asked to be set apart and be different by God. And that's so hard. And it's it's made harder when we attack each other and we have doubts and insecurities. And, yeah, dude. you know, it, it's just, it's a hard road sometimes. And I have doubts. And when I, like I said, when I sin in a way that to myself makes the accusations of people seem true to myself. Yeah. That's hard for me, man. And I, I, I don't even tell, this is hard so embarrassing, but sometimes I, I mean, I'll cry at times, man, on my own because, because then I get mad that I even doubt, right? I've seen God's miracle and what he's doing. And then, mm -hmm. man, how can I even doubt his hand in this? Mm -hmm. So it's like either way, you know, those lies come. Um, and I have to be rooted. And this goes back to, I, I, I am thankful that I have read and studied enough the Bible that I do have his words in my head echoing truth, you know? That no matter how loud it gets, I know what he says. Right. So, it, it, but, but boy, you know, and it goes back to what you said. If you're out there as a Christian and you don't have his word and you don't know it and you don't read it and you go, oh, I don't have to read the Bible to be saved. You're right. But you, you, you know, believers read the Bible and read his word and, and you need that stuff, man. You need that. It's going to constantly remind you of who you are. Yeah. And, and who you is. are. Who he is. Yes. <clears throat> Absolutely. So I don't know if this any of this makes sense, but that's kind of where I've been. And I wouldn't yeah. say that I'm like sad. And it's so cool that you shared that because we didn't talk. But I, I definitely get what you're saying. Yes. Of, but I think I'm on another place of like I have to accept. That was my stomach. If anyone heard it, <laughs> um, I, I have to accept that. Sometimes we have to follow His voice, even if all the voices in the crowd tell us it's not Him. So true, man. Does that make sense? Absolutely. That's good. I, don't know. I did have a question. Yeah. And it wasn't necessarily about like anything particular and how you're feeling, but it was more of a question about doubt. Do you think that doubt is do you think doubt is a feeling or an action? I think doubt is a feeling that can lead to actions. Or more often it can lead to a lack of actions. Yeah. If I doubt myself, I'm not going to take a step. If I doubt God, I'm not going to take a step. Right. I'm just curious. Sense. Yeah. I don't necessarily think we can control whether we f we have moments of doubt, but again, faith should trump that doubt. That's, that's what I was wondering. And I think the measure of our faith shows itself in how we deal with doubt. Because mm -hmm. because I know you said, like you get mad at yourself for even like feeling that doubt, and I was mm -hmm. like, man, it's interesting because like emotions are weird, but like it made me th it made me wonder if like because doubt must be a feeling because then like we can't help the fact that we feel like we're, we're doubting. Mm -hmm. It's just what we do with it. Yeah, you're right. So just made me think like, is it an action or a feeling? But it's a good good answer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um. So that's where I'm at. Yeah. I'm very thankful for God. I'm thankful for 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 God's people that love me when I I do not deserve it. Uh, and it's crazy because on the positive side, even though I talk about the voices in the crowd, there's moments when people love me with an undeserved mercy, an undeserved grace that that points me to Him. Because I tell myself, man, as much as they love me, that's just a glimmer of, of his love for me. Oh, so yes. those of you that love me and love me even despite me, thank you. Appreciate you a lot. You make, mm. you make more of a difference to me than you probably know. Or who see my heart, you know. Anyway, <clears throat> that's where I'm at. Thanks for listening. Yeah, dude, absolutely. Well, we got some questions. I listened well today. <laughs> you did? Yeah, that was good thoughts, too. <laughs> What about you guys? How do you, uh, what are your thoughts on, I would love to hear, we love to hear your thoughts. We, we haven't got as many thoughts from people lately. What are your yeah. thoughts on, 
um, AJ talking about contentment and doubt and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, what, fruit and all those kinds of things. You know, where are you guys at? We love to hear where you guys are at because we want real talk from you too. So if you're listening to this podcast, yeah, you, can, you can do it through the, uh, the link and just type it in there. We get it, and we'd mm-hmm. love to have that dialogue. And if you're watching on Rumble or YouTube or Facebook, drop a comment below. Drop it. All right, so a uh, question here from one of our faithful listeners. I'm an empath. Empath means they, they tend to feel other people's feelings. Mm-hmm. How do I know if God is giving me a heart for something and leading me towards that versus just feeling sympathetic and wanting to help towards something? Good question. Um, I think a lot of the time, a lot of the time you can, and this is where you have to be real with yourself in my opinion, you, ha- you can usually determine whether you're being called to something or whether you're just doing something out of, out of you know, service. Mm-hmm. Which, uh, yeah, I think you can usually tell the difference. You know, when you're doing something at a service, uh, you you know, you're doing it with, you know, hopefully with joy. <laughs> but you can kind of feel like it almost kind of feels like a chore to a sense. Like mm-hmm. you kind of get that like, oh, yeah, I guess I'll do this. Well, if you're called to it, like, I mean, you're <clears throat> like you're about it. You know, you're excited. And, and I'm not saying you can't get excited because there are people who are gifted with just service in general. They're servants. But like, you know. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, I feel like yeah, you can usually so. tell the difference between those two. You know, a lot of times, I, again, it's hard sometimes without knowing specifics, but yeah. this is what I would say with always err on the side of love and service. Yeah. So maybe don't worry about calling or feeling and just respond. That's so good. So yeah, respond in love. And, at one point, you might just be overthinking. <coughs> yeah. That's yeah. Good. And I know some people are overwhelmed and, and it's okay either way. You know, what if, what if there wasn't a just right and wrong? Be faithful in that moment. If God's calling you, or you feel, you're always, matter of fact, you don't need to know if you're called to love someone or serve someone. The That's Bible's true. clear. We it's all are. It's telling you. Yep, it tells you to. So um, if you're talking about a specific role, uh, pray about it and, and, and talk to people around you. So for instance, say I, I, I see that there's a need and a weight in children's ministry. Let's say that, you know, and I'm like, man, I, I really feel for, let's say AJ was the leader of it. I know he's struggling in it. He needs good volunteers. I should do that. I should do that. But deep down, I know that I'm not, really comfortable with kids and I wouldn't do, you know, maybe, maybe you don't need to serve in that way, but maybe you can serve by going up to him and saying, Hey man, I see that you're really stressed. Can I pray for you? Is there anything I can do for you? You know, nice. don't always, you know, don't, like you said, don't overthink it. Yes. That's good. Yeah. I like what you said. You know, there's not always a right or a wrong. Maybe there's just a left and a right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. God's on either side. Mm. Good stuff. Um, let's see. Next question. How do you trust and forgive your spouse when they, act irrationally and end up uh, scaring you. I want to live out of radical love and grace and I'm trying, I'm trying to, but I can't shake the fear from the situation, which is making me act differently towards them. Okay. It was, it was, how do I trust and forgive your spouse? Well, listen, both of those things are a choice. So I wish I could tell you an answer to make you feel that. (coughs) I'm so sorry. Um, But I think that you've got to stop focusing on feeling it. Yeah. Kind of like we talked about earlier with fruit and just, don't beat yourself up that you're struggling to trust and forgive. God is God is going to view your decision to trust and forgive as beautiful. Yeah. So I don't know if it's a guy or a girl. I don't think it said. Um, but well, actually, I'm so did sorry. it say he or she? Um, um, Grace, I'm trying to shake. Oh, never mind. Yeah, that was a long pause for you to read through that really fast. Still reading it, I see. Anyway, I um, want to double check. Yeah, I don't think it says that. Uh, this is an incredibly awkward moment we just had. Um, 
I think, so yeah, you know, go read the Bible and read um, in 1 Corinthians um, where it talks about, in Ephesians 5, talks about a husband and a wife and how they're supposed to treat each other, uh, those kinds of things. So that to encourage you. The other thing I always try to do is I try to think about Jesus and what mm. how he treats me. So when you think about what if Jesus didn't trust or forgive you based on how you've acted in the past? Oh, man. Um, we would all be in trouble. Yep. And if he's the, the guide, then then that's the what we should strive for. But I think take the pressure off yourself that I need to feel it and just start giving some, uh, taking some tangible steps to do that, you know, and, and keep, keep the biggest advice I can give you is keep your spouse in the loop. It's not condemning them to say, I know you're different. I love you. I'm having a hard time today. I, I do trust your heart, mm-hmm. but I'm, my, my heart's having a hard time trusting your actions, you know, or whatever. You know, God, let your so let your words be seasoned with grace yes. and truth, and um, you know I think God will honor that. Absolutely, man, that's good. So I was trying not to giggle because I thought of how funny that was. Yeah, I saw you. I tried to not look at you. So I <laughs> tried to not look at you. All right, we got another one here. Uh, said I listened to, uh, to the real talk where you talked about leadership. I find myself convicted because I feel like I do a decently good job leading and carrying weight at my job and at church, but I don't with my wife. I think I try to boss but not lead. This saddens me because she's a good woman. Because she's a good woman, she'll tend to just, quote, take care of things, end quote, when I don't come through, and she doesn't hold it over me. That is a good woman. That's pretty awesome. I don't know why I do this. I want to lead and carry weight for her, especially since I know that's my role biblically. What are ways I rectify this? Do you struggle with this in your relationships? Am I just taking her for granted or not prioritizing her as I should? Why should everyone else get me in a way that she doesn't? Just feeling confused in my own mind. Hmm. So I think there's, so that there's a couple of questions at the end there, like asking, you know, am I taking her for granted? I think those are things that you have to answer for yourself, honestly, you know, because this is one thing that I found in myself too, that whenever I try to think about life or any or any of the like like situations in general, and I start going, well, maybe I feel this way, maybe I feel this way. I like you, you're the only person who's going to truly know how you feel. Mm-hmm. You just gotta, because it's either a you're scared to admit something. Or B, you are just not willing to work through it. And, uh, you know, you got to be willing to be honest with yourself, mm-hmm. you know, because, again, you know, I know that this is just probably from a, it's created from a culture of fear of telling people how you really feel. You know, if you're taking them for granted, you have to admit to yourself if you, if you are taking them for granted, if that's how, if that's how you feel. Mm-hmm. But um, how do you rectify this sort of thing? Take the lead, you know, um, as a husband, you know, lead your household. Mm-hmm. Um you know, if, if you see specific ways to to take care, like like you said, you know, she just kind of takes care of things. If you see things that you can do, just dive in and do it, you know. Um, love her. Give her time. You know, I know that's one thing that a lot of women seem to really um, desire. Yes, thank you. Value. Um, value, that's a good one. They seem to really value as uh, time. So, you know. If you feel like, hey, you know, there's some there's some times throughout your weeks where you can give her a little extra time, do it. You know, um, all I all I know is this: is that if you got to ask the question, but then not be willing to change anything, you have a hard time rectifying it. That's a good. That's that's what I have for you. That's good. <clears throat> a couple things come to mind. One is I think, you know, that you said, why does everyone else get the best of me? I think we're intimidated by significant others because we know they see our flaws. So oh, that's it's good. It's hard to serve when you're going. She's not gonna. Uh, 
follow my spiritual leadership because she knows that I failed here. She knows all my bad qualities. And um, so, so in a weird way, it's actually easier to serve other people than to serve your spouse because you have to serve your spouse knowing all her flaws, but also knowing she knows all yours. Man, that's, that's, uh, yeah. Um, so you, you, you just got to accept that and realize that, that in a weird, and I think this is why, in a weird way, but I think it's in scripture. This is why Jesus or why Paul talks about that marriage is a picture of Christ in the church. Yes, because I was just that. of course it's hard. That's what he's saying. He's like, listen, you're now you see how hard it is. Now mm-hmm. you see what it is to love and have grace and um, submit and all these beautiful things. So I would I would tell you to encourage you in that. Don't beat yourself up because yes. that doesn't help. Secondly, I think you should apologize to her. Let her know you see that. That's and you, you might tell yourself, Well, I've done that a hundred times, and then do it a hundred and one. And let her know that you mean it. Um, I think it sounds like you already know the ways to do it. Don't be hindered by what you've already done. Make this moment today be the day that you start leading and choosing to be different. Preach, man. And like you said, I love that you made the, the difference between, you've noticed the difference between being a boss and a leader. That tells me you have a great heart and a mind mm-hmm. that you see the difference. Well, here, the easy answer is simple. Quit being a boss and start being a leader. And being a leader means looking for the ways that you can serve and model, you know, the direction that you sh- your family should be going. Does that make sense? Absolutely, man. So be yes. encouraged, though, and pray about it. Ask God to continue to give you eyes to see the ways you can serve your wife. And then, like you said, start offering her the good things that you, by your own admission, you've only been offering others mm. and not her. So good, man. I'm glad you brought up the fact that they say that they can recognize the difference between being a boss and, like, mm-hmm. leading like you, like you said, that's so cool because yeah. like that is that's such a good heart. I love that. So yeah, tangible advice. Um, you rec- apologize and start doing it. That's it. Like you said mm-hmm. uh, too. You know, d- just start. Don't try to fix it all at once. If you try to become this perfect spouse, you're going to get overwhelmed and quit. Choose one thing today to do to love and lead her. Mm. <coughs> Excuse me. I'm so sorry. Well done, good sir. You're up, buddy. Um, in Leviticus twenty-one sixteen to twenty-four. It says that any descendant of Aaron who has a defect can't go near to the word, I'm sorry, to the Lord to present an offering. It seems mean and opposite of Jesus, who never turned away the lame or defected. I know God is good, so why is this? It's not their fault they have a defect. Yeah, so the verse they're talking about, then uh, this is when God is starting to tell the Israelites how to be set apart, to be different, Mm -hmm. what holiness is versus unholiness. And it says here, uh, starting in verse 16, the Lord spoke to Moses, tell Aaron, none of your descendants throughout your generations who has a physical defect is to come near to present the food of his God. No man who has any defect is to come near. No man who's blind, lame, facially disfigured or formed. No man who has a broken foot or hand or who's a hunchback or a dwarf or has an eye defect, a festering rash, crabs, or crushed testicle. No, no descendant of Aaron the priest who has a defect is to come near to present the fire offerings to the Lord. He has a defect and is not to come near the, to present the food of his God. He may eat the food of his God from what is especially holy as well from what is holy. But because he has a defect, he must not go near the curtain or approach the altar. He's not to desecrate my sanctuary, for I am the Lord who sets them apart. Moses said this to Aaron and his sons and to all the Israelites. So this is, I'm going to make this super fast as I can. You got to understand that God is taking them. They'd been with the Egyptians, and he's trying to teach them the difference between the holy and the unholy, mm-hmm. the perfect and the imperfect, the profane um, and the righteous, right? He is trying to let them know that he is that they are separated, that sin separates him from them. Okay? Right. And Aaron uh, it began the line of the priests, okay, the priests that would come through through him. So he's saying, 
the priests, those who come closest to me, must not have a visible sign of sin, right? Remember, we know that disease, sickness, deformities, all comes from a product of sin, not the actions of someone, right. but just the brokenness of this world. So you got to remember, I love it. Actually, it shows God's heart right here. Ready? In verse 22, he may eat the food of his God from yeah. what is special, as from what is holy. He can get from me, but he's trying to get them to understand the gulf that is between us and God, to get them to understand and sit, honestly, even then, to set up the concept of sacrifice mm. and to set up the concept of holiness and unholy so that his people can, can begin to understand he is holy, he is God, and they are not. And that, so it's a visual representation for them of the perfect versus the imperfect. He shows his love for yeah. them in that he says, but they can still eat the food of me and they can take what is holy for me, right. but you cannot offer me holy. Does that make sense? Yeah, man, Does that make so sense? Because you know, yeah, I feel like, I feel like, he, like so you said, it's all setting this up, this system, letting them know to be set apart, all that. Yes, yeah. set apart. And I may, and I may correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I get painted a picture of like how much we need God. Yes, exactly. And then, you know, Jesus takes it a step further. Now you understand when Jesus then starts to say these shocking things where he says, now keep that in mind. Now he's going all the way forward and he's saying, Hey, you say that, um, you know, committing adultery is a sin. Well, I tell you that if you even looked at a woman, you've already been. He's, then God takes it the next step and says, it doesn't matter. Your best actions still aren't good enough. You still need a savior. And then the beauty of him going and touching the lepers and the deformed is him saying, I'm here to heal everyone. I'm here to bring oh, everyone home. That's so good, even man. the ones that I once said couldn't. Yeah. Through me, they can all be made whole and holy and righteous. Does that make sense? Yes. So, That's so God is big. God is incredible in that He has had a long term plan. Gosh. So, anyway. uh, author of is a that, truly incredible story. He really is, man. Hopefully, that helps you guys understand. If not, feel free to do a follow up question. That was awesome. I've actually never read through Leviticus. A lot of laws, man. Mm. But it is interesting to see and makes you thankful for what Jesus has done for us. Mm. So good. Oh yeah, is that it? Uh, I got one. One more. We also have the ones on here. What, which, let me see that one. Flip that real quick. Oh, I just want to, Okay. Yeah, I just want to make sure I want to get all these caught up. Okay. Um. So you want me to go again? Sure. Go okay. Oh, uh, no, I can. Uh, yes, go ahead. Okay. So next question oh, is... Actually, here, I'll read that one. And you sure. Because you're going to be reading the next two. I think. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Sorry, everyone, for our confusion. We clearly don't plan this. Uh, <laughs> number nine, what are some ways that I can, quote, lay down my life for my spouse? Lately, I've been thinking I'm pretty selfish, but I don't want to be. I never had a great example, and I've realized I don't even know what it looks like. I'm a man, but I'm sure this question could relate to women, too. Mm. You're absolutely right. It could. Absolutely can relate to uh, women. First off, I think you're already in a good-hearted place, kind of like the previous question we had where you're already admitting, like, I think I've been selfish. Um, I think one thing that's going to help is <coughs> ask yourself, do you know <coughs> so Do you sorry. know what she needs, or do you know what, what she's looking like looking to have from you, and how are you gonna know that? Yes, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta get to know her. Like yeah, you gotta ask love her. her. Exactly. Ask. That's that's so good, actually, man. Just asking, because mm -hmm. I feel like, as, you know, because you said, you know, you're, you know, as men, I feel like we have this weird prideful side to us that if we don't know something, especially if it's about our significant other, like we can't ask because mm -hmm. we're like, oh, they, they think I'm, like I should know already. Mm -hmm. So you just won't ask, and then it just doesn't it doesn't help anything. So like, I love that you said that, man. Just ask, um, and it doesn't. It doesn't matter if you have to ask more than once. Keep asking because to me, that's showing that you're trying to pursue to be better instead of just sitting in in what you think is the selfish the selfishness that that you say you, you're feeling. Mm -hmm. So you know, 
I think that that's good, man. Ask, ask what you can do, you know. Um, other ways are, man, I don't know. Um, laying down your life for your spouse could be picking up your dirty laundry and doing a load of laundry. It could be sweeping the floor. It could be doing the dishes. It could be um, so many watching yeah. the, watching that movie she wanted to watch um, that you haven't wanted to watch. It could be, um, you know, giving this is giving her cuddle time, even though you don't like cuddling. It could be. Um, it could be a lot of things. Absolutely. It could, it could be being romantic when you're not a romantic guy. It could be being the one to handle discipline. If you have kids, discipline the kids when it's easier to let her handle it. It can be uh, turning the TV off and asking her how her day is. Um, it can be shutting that video game off. It could be a lot of things. Sometimes even laying down your life for your spouse can be you pushing her to do the right thing by modeling that yourself. Yes, man, that's so good. So, I love that. Um, and I think that can go both ways. Um, but just looking for opportunities to serve. If we, we talked about this last week, if we know that Jesus went so far as to wash dirty feet, you know, maybe, we, we maybe you should massage your feet. Maybe you should like, what, what does it look like? Mm-hmm. Laying down my life is choosing to sacrifice for her good. Mm. So, Amen, right, dude. What do you get? Good stuff. All right. Next question. How is Jesus the first fruits of resurrection or the first to be resurrected from the dead if he raised people from the dead during his ministry before dying on the cross. Because when it's talking about the first fruits of resurrection, it means new life. It means um, the new life we're going to get, the mm-hmm. fact that death doesn't overcome us, the final um, death and resurrection. So he is the first one who has fully overcome death, mm-hmm. who will never die, just like we in him will never truly die, right? We will, we will have eternal life through him. So he's not talking just about that momentary healing. He is right. talking about he is the... He is the first one um, to overcome death, as we all will in him. Does mm. that make sense? Yeah, that's so Does that makes sense? Okay. I love that. That's a great question. I love questions like that when it tells me someone's like, well, I don't understand. Because um, in the context of that verse you're referencing, it's talking about that, that, that Jesus is the model. He is the one that overcame death to make a way for us to overcome death someday. Man, that's it's not so talking good. about just the act of it. It's talking about overcoming sin, death, all of mm-hmm. it. Which is the promise we have through Christ, that, that we will be raised after death, that we'll have a perfect body, that we'll be in paradise, all those things. <laughs> that's awesome. Great question. Yeah, you love it. That, that's somebody that's really diving into the world. If that doesn't answer, go ahead and you can shoot us a follow-up question. Absolutely. Um, see, I got another one yep. here. Can you guys discuss what 1 Corinthians 14, 34, and 35 means for women? Sure. Um, it's not going to make me popular, but I can do it. Uh, so it's talking about those verses in particular. Uh, in these sections, Paul is describing on, uh, in general how church meetings should go. Mm-hmm. There needs to be order. Because apparently in Corinth at the time, there was a lot of chaos happening. Remember, they're coming from pagan beliefs <laughs> yeah. a lot of them. And they're acting crazy, and it's been nuts, and people are you know, trying to talk over each other. It's wild. Um, and so that, those specific verses are... Uh, in 34, I'm going to start at 33, actually. He says, In all the churches of the saints, the women should be silent in the churches, for they are not permitted to speak, but should be submissive, as the law also says. And if they want to learn something, they should ask their husbands at home, for it is disgraceful uh, for a woman to speak in the church meeting. Um, well, first of all, we got, anytime you read something in the Bible, you need to ask about what this, the context of the specific situation was. So what is he saying to the audience? What is he saying to those he was writing to, and how does that apply to us? Mm -hmm. So, um, remember, it was all about being crazy. So apparently, what was happening in this in this 
church in Corinth is women were calling out questions to their husbands while their husbands were prophesying or speaking in tongues. So while they were speaking, everyone like this, women were like, yeah, well, what does that mean, Tom? And they were talking over him and, and asking him, yelling out loud over him and kind of talking what him down. What does that mean, Tom? <laughs> yeah. So uh, really what this, ver- but overall what this verse is kind of pointing to is it's the recognition of the wife's recognition of her husband's role as the head of the household. That's good, man. So it's essentially saying you need to respect your husband and doing that publicly is also, it's creating chaos. Can you imagine if that happened in churches all the time? Yeah. You never get anywhere. And two, it's also reminding women that you need to respect your husband as the head of the household. That's good, man. And not to disrespect and masculate all those things, him in public. Um, and, and for instance, so say... A pastor's talking and his wife just starts yelling over him, right? That that not only is not beneficial to the church, but also gives a poor picture and is disobedient to the to the way that God has set up the household. That's Does that good. make sense? Yeah, guys? I'm with you, man. That's good. So uh first and foremost, it's talking about a specific instance. It doesn't mean that women can't speak. Yeah. But really, um, you know, I, there is a lesson there. And honestly, I've had this happen before in church. I've literally had ladies yell out, and it's always, you know. Really? Guys have a couple times too. But yeah, I've had that happen. So it's interesting, you know, um, in general. But yeah, women, men have as well. But I think the bigger picture we need to take here is the recognition of, because it says wife and husband. Yeah. Is the wife's recognition of the man as the head of the household and to give him respect. Mm. And to do something like that does not give him respect and contributes to a chaotic place, which would affect people's ability to get the Bible's message yeah. in it, truth. Does it reminds make, yeah. me, yeah, it makes sense. Cause it, it also it reminds me of like, even when, uh, I believe it's Paul and he's talking about spiritual gifts, right? Mm-hmm. And he's talking about how even like tongues, for example, how it says like, unless you know, someone can interpret what I'm saying, mm-hmm. then you should not speak. Correct. Like it's this, it's similar. It's yeah. a similar concept. Great point. Yeah. So there's other contexts where Paul is describing how to do in tongues, how to speak in tongues. And he's saying, Nobody, you know, it shouldn't just be a blabbering mess where everybody's speaking in tongues at right, the same you're time. You're going to freak people out. There should be someone, one person at a time, and there should be an interpreter. If not, don't speak. Same with prophecy, all that. Order. God, you know, God is a God of order. That's good. So, very similar. Like and he that. also even talks about what does this look like to the rest of the people? If they come in, you're all just, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and the gifts are also to benefit the church. So, he's just also saying God wouldn't give 15 of you a different message at the same time to say, to the church that doesn't benefit the church mm-hmm. right all the spiritual gifts are used to benefit the church that's good man and the church being the body of christ so that's it man that's all i got nice hey great questions this week i'm really oh, excited yeah, that it. we've been getting some really thank you guys for some good feedback and good questions lately thank you guys so much for doing that it's it helps us think i think it blesses a lot of people and it's really what we what we created real talk to be absolutely man real talk real questions about everything real life Boom. Got anything else you want to say, buddy? Um, thank you guys so much for checking us out. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Um, it's been fun. I've had a good good time uh, on this week's episode. <laughs> um, I'm can't can't close today. Apparently, it's um, okay. I can't. Make even. sure you guys like and share this, please. Whether that's from Facebook, YouTube, wherever, um, and follow all, all of our other social media accounts. You know, we've been trying to be a little more active lately on all those other ones, and there's actually going to be just some little little fun things around wherever i don't know where i'm gonna put them yet but they're gonna be cool. somewhere <laughs> so uh that'll be that'll give you guys more information on that and just uh so yeah check us out share our stuff you know you guys are a big part of this ministry actually you without you guys we'd just be sitting in front of a camera making videos 
for ourselves, <laughs> which would be weird. So I mean, we might do it, but still. <laughs> so hey, you know what? Hashtag social media needs it. Spread the word. People need to hear the word of Jesus. So love you guys. Yep. Hey, uh, thank you so much. Quick shout out. Thank you, AJ. Love you, man. Appreciate love you. you. Uh, fun turn. Love you, man. Appreciate you so much. It means a lot to us. He helps us so much more than he even realizes. Um, yeah, guys, please help us out. You know, social media is funny. Um, the more likes and shares and comments we get, I'm telling you, that's how the algorithm works. And um, help us reach more people, please. Uh, I promise you that it, there are people, more people than you recognize and know, who get blessed by this ministry. So, and also, we need some encouragement. We need to know that what we're doing is fruitful. Mm. We don't do this just for us. We do it because we want to serve you guys, love you guys, give a platform to do that. He's Amen. right. Um, as far as all of our other stuff, we're on YouTube and Rumble and Facebook, and we're on Apple Music and Spotify or whatever. All oh, yeah, Apple all Podcasts. It. I mean, all that stuff. Uh, real talk is, but also so is our church. If you want to mm-hmm. dig a little deeper and really dive into our sermons and messages, you can type in the Remnant Church um, to find our podcast that has all those messages. That's on right. It. Yep. So two separate ones. Go like and follow. Would you guys consider giving us some five star reviews? Five star. Uh, the more five star reviews you get, the more people get an opportunity to see and hear this. And we That's really right. do want people to get out. You know, it's God's message that He loves people where they're at, and He loves them enough not to leave them there. And that if we put our faith in him, we can be restored to God and be made whole. So that's the truth. Mm-hmm. We love you guys. Appreciate you. Please, we we crave your prayers. Um, if you want to donate to this, this ministry, you can do that anytime at www.theremnant.live. Nope, that's not, that's wrong. That's where questions are asked. At www.theremnant.live. Give. Um, the link is active, www.theremnant.live. Talk 24-7, 365. Boom. So keep sending those questions and thoughts. We love you guys so much. Hope to see you this Thursday live at 8.30 p.m. And if you're looking for a church home and you're within a couple hours or whatever of uh, the Remnant Church, please give our page, our Facebook page, or go to our website um, at www.theremnant.life uh, to find out more. We love you guys. Hope you have a great day, and truly God bless you.